Welcome to Thriving Teacher Talk. I'm your host, Jillian Fernandez. I'm a former teacher from New York turned full-time mom and teacherpreneur on a mission to help you create a profitable and sustainable income selling your teaching resources or services. I'm here to make your life easier by giving you the best advice, trainings, and mindset shifts to grow your business, and most importantly, save you time and sanity. Welcome back to another episode of Thriving Teacher Talk. Today, I'm going to be interviewing Brittany Blackwell. Brittany is an award-winning special educator and teacher resilience strategist from South Carolina with over 10 years of experience working with elementary and middle school classrooms. Brittany is no stranger to teacher burnout and has a passion for empowering teachers, parents, and students to prioritize self-care and mental health. Brittany's digital approach to self-care through digital planning, vision boards, and strategies has reached the homes of thousands of educators across the world, also known as Miss Princess Teach on TikTok. Brittany's social media following grew through her fast-paced, lighthearted tutorials and humorous real-life experiences. Brittany helps teachers create their own individualized self-care plan by providing sustainable strategies, handcrafted products, and digital resources to reduce stress, automate the mundane tasks of teaching, and prevent overall teacher burnout. Her approach gives support so that educators can maximize fulfillment and effectiveness in their personal and professional lives. Let's get into it. All right. Welcome. I'm so glad that you're here. This is Brittany and I'm actually really excited to have you on the podcast. Welcome. And Brittany is actually someone who I've met on Instagram and she is teach mind, body, and soul on Instagram. I am just really privileged to have met her because she is one of the most genuine people that I've met on Instagram. She actually is a person who has been empowering teachers. And if you know teachers, you know that burnout is such an issue. And I mean, I can't even tell you how many times when I was the first year teacher that I was on the brink of just breaking down and not knowing what to do with myself. And if I had someone like Brittany on my side, I probably would have been able to cope with those different types of issues back then. So can you tell us a little bit about how you began your journey helping teachers with teacher burnout? Because this is something that is such an issue that teachers really definitely need to know about and how to overcome these types of issues. Yeah. Honestly, if you'd have told me a couple of years ago that I would be posting on social media <laughs> or providing professional developments to help teachers who were burnout, I would tell you you're crazy Yeah, <laughs> because five years ago, I was going through a divorce with my second baby and teaching arguably one of the most difficult classes of my career. I was burned out professionally and personally and I really dove headfirst into learning about self-care and professional growth and personal growth and researching all these evidence-based ways to take care of myself. And I just started implementing them. And then COVID hit and my district told me that I would be teaching special education, modified curriculum and resource completely virtually for the year. And I knew that there were some things that I was going to need to change in order to take care of myself and, you know, take care of my classroom. So I noticed when I started sharing things online to help virtual teachers that there were so many teachers drowning in hybrid and virtual worlds. And so I started sharing my experiences and those resources on TikTok. And I've always found it surprising that 
even though teachers are surrounded by like so many people, like literally can't potty or get lunch without somebody needing you, teaching can feel lonely. And I can remember thinking, I can't talk to anybody in my building about my problems. And the truth is teaching's always been my calling, but I really needed somebody who'd been there before reminding me that it's okay to take care of myself and my mental health and my family and someone to help me create those sustainable strategies and routines so that I could pull myself out of burnout. And I didn't find that, but that's why I show up on social media. Yeah. I think that's so true too. I feel like it does get very lonely and you'd feel like you can't talk to, even though you are friendly or friends with sometimes your colleagues, it can feel very lonely and you feel like you may not be able to speak to those teachers that you may even talk to all the time. So why do you think so many teachers do struggle with burnout? You know, I don't think it's like one specific thing that's causing all these teachers to struggle with burnout. I think it's a culmination of factors. Like I think of it like a waste paper basket and each of us has these internal and external struggles that are like crumpled up pieces of paper. Each of us has these different pieces of paper that we throw into our basket. And at first it's just a few, but over time, because we don't know how to or don't take the time to flatten those pieces out and process those struggles, they just accumulate. And at some point they just start overflowing. When that waste paper basket starts overflowing, that's when they reach burnout, you know, because we're in this career where we give our all to our students and hopes to build them up. There isn't this emphasis on taking care of ourselves. And in our teacher courses and in college, no one ever told us, Hey, by the way, you know, take care of yourself. Well, we have (laughs) those professional development meetings. Yeah. Or even how to, you know, like choose appropriate methods to do that. They, they never told us we needed to flatten out those pieces of paper. So our trash can doesn't overflow. And I think that's a big reason why there are so many teachers who struggle with burnout. We focus so much on those student social, emotional development, but we don't take into consideration the fact that It's a lifelong journey and our educators also need that support with their social emotional development. Absolutely. And like this year, I know for me, I've heard so many teachers, they're telling me that they're ready to leave the profession. And I know like statistically, I know when I first started teaching, the number was, I think it was like 50% of all teachers within their first year will leave the profession. Mm-hmm. I can't even imagine what that number is now. I don't know if that's changed. If you know the statistic of what it is now, but so many teachers have come to me this year, especially saying that they're ready to leave. I know on TikTok, it's a huge what do they call it? Quit talk. Mm -hmm, They do, (laughs) Um, but they're ready to leave the profession. Do you feel like that's due to burnout? Do you feel like there are other factors that are involved, but why is this such a huge kind of like influx of teachers that are just like done? I absolutely. What do you think we can do to maybe prevent these types of situations? Yeah, I absolutely believe that teacher burnout is contributing to that attrition of those highly qualified educators in the field. And being in a career where we spend so much time not only educating our students, but the additional tasks that we're expected to do on top of it, throw in this worldwide pandemic and huge changes in delivery of these tasks, the lack of mental health support for the educators and the students who have experienced these life altering changes. And you've got this recipe for disaster and complete burnout. And when we think about how life changed 
two years ago when this mm-hmm. pandemic started, teachers were able to see the work that they did in person could be translated from the comfort of their homes. And while it was a difficult time, I've heard teachers talk about how much time they got to spend with their families, which had otherwise been spent working on that never ending list of to-dos. And there was this like aha moment for those teachers where they realized that they were missing out on their families and their personal lives. And when they returned, yeah, I've heard that these teachers, they tell me that they couldn't find the value in doing all of that extra stuff outside of their contract hours and that they weren't provided the support of being able to complete them during their work hours. And so Mm -hmm. then we have this misalignment of personal values and work values, which ultimately have given many educators a self-imposed ultimatum where they determine which is more valuable. Mm -hmm. And then they, we have them leaving professions they absolutely love and, you know, wanted to do for the rest of their lives in order to align with their personal values. And I can't say that's wrong. However, I do think that only people who can make a change in the broken system that we have can't be done by anybody other than teachers, but it won't be those teachers who are burnt out, which I think is why I show up on online and give that support and those sustainable strategies to really overcome the burnout and really aid the teachers in making that change. So a big part of you helping teachers overcome, right, is the things that you talk about. I know you talk a lot about self-care. So what does that actually mean for a teacher? I mean, I know a lot of teachers and people say self-care is, but how can teachers make sure that they're effectively practicing self-care? What does that look like for them? Because I know teachers are tired of administrators telling them what self-care should look like. And they're tired of those meetings where they're kind of supposed to implement self-care strategies, but that's not really effective. So how can we kind of better elaborate to teachers what that actually looks like? So at like the basic form, self-care is just really taking care of yourself to promote your overall well-being. And that includes everything from physical to psychological to emotional, spiritual, professional relationships. It encompasses all those areas of well-being. But what I've found is that those self-care professional developments that are put on by experts. I mean, I don't know that they've actually ever been teachers, but you know, they give them this menu of items and then they just call it a day. They say, you know, you have these things that you should do, check them off your list. And some teachers even do a few of those things on the list, but then they get discouraged because they still don't feel better. So to really effectively practice self-care, there needs to be this component of self-awareness and self-discovery that's really put at the forefront. A lot of educators that I work with ask me, well, how did you figure out what you needed to do for effective self-care? You know, and the answer is that it really took a lot of years and time taking care of myself and creating a self-care routine that was unique to me and could withstand even those most difficult challenges inside and outside of the classroom. here's the thing, like, I don't want other teachers to spend hours upon years researching like I did. I don't want them to feel alone or overwhelmed and just with another thing to do on their never ending list of to do's or making teaching bearable. I want them to have this foolproof method that can be used time and time again to really develop something that's authentic and individualized specifically for them and say, Hey, this is what energizes me. And Hey, this is what makes me feel better. So I think it's really a component of self-discovery and self-awareness that really allows people to come up with that. Do you think that there are teachers that might not even know that they're on the brink of burnout out? Like, are there signs that teachers should look for before burnout actually happens? Like maybe burnout prevention so that they don't get to that point. Is that something that you kind of discuss in your program? 
at all? Research finds that certain personality traits, like being a type A high achiever, mm-hmm. can contribute to that burnout. And many teachers often fit that mold. Yeah. But burnout's an insidious condition. It happens so like perfectionists. Like, yes. Absolutely. Perfectionist is most teachers, (laughs) most teachers. Exactly. But it happens slowly over a period of time and they may not even realize that it's happening, but the consequences can be life altering, which is why it's important to spot those signs early. And a lot of the signs and symptoms are emotionally activated. And so when we feel these emotions, it doesn't ultimately mean that we're burned out, but having those symptoms for a longer period of time does kind of indicate that it can be burnout and it can Mm -hmm. lead to more serious conditions physically, emotionally, mentally, spiritually. Every teacher struggles with burnout at some point, but in more recent years, this seems to be hitting harder than ever for a lot of talented and dedicated educators. Just because you're burned out doesn't mean you're not resilient. It just means you're strong to be performing under these unfavorable conditions. So some of those signs are feeling overwhelmed or depleted, not enjoying the things that you used to, poor nutrition or sleep, unmotivated, lethargic, you know, relying on unhealthy coping mechanisms, eating, drinking, that sort of thing, and trouble focusing. And the thing is, once you're in active burnout, it's really hard to pull yourself out. And I recognize how important it is and how very little emphasis is given on in educator training on combating that burnout. So if somebody's listening and they're in active burnout, Mm -hmm. I'm here to tell them, you know, it is not too late. There is a way to go from burned out to balanced and similar to anything else. Recognition and awareness is really that first step to prevention. I also have ever heard you talk and discuss setting teacher boundaries before. Can you talk a little bit more about what that looks like? Absolutely. I am a huge proponent (laughs) for boundaries, not just like in the workplace, but in life. For sure. But work life and balance and boundaries, they go hand in hand. And Mm -hmm. it's one of those top tier self-care for teachers, in my opinion. And it really reduces the impact of some of those external forces and really stops the things that lead to burnout. One of the teachers that I work with was really frustrated recently because he said that he was setting boundaries he heard he needed to because it worked for somebody else. And Mm -hmm. he told me, you know, they said I needed this boundary about this. And I was like, well, does, how does that relate to what you need to set boundaries with. And this is why authentic boundaries are essential. It's one of those reasons that setting boundaries can be difficult because in order to create and uphold authentic boundaries, you need to take into consideration your personality, your needs, your wants, your values, and your vision, but also your limits, your preferences, your desires, and your deal breakers. Mm -hmm. And you've got to be able to foster that awareness of what's really draining you in order to really pick apart and set those limits and incorporate preferences and then determine what the deal breaker is. And recently I had another educator who said, you know, my administrator is putting too much on my plate and I can't handle it. That awareness right there is the step that's needed to say, Hey, we need a boundary. So I go way more in depth than my membership, but I also have a full workshop just for beating burnout with boundaries for educators. And it's on pop PD. It's a professional development marketplace for educators. And that's where we really learn the signs that we need healthier boundaries. We use scales and assessments to visually interpret our areas of need and boundaries and analyze our current boundary patterns. We discuss the four types of boundaries that all educators need for a more sustainable and joyful career, and then really discuss the most effective method for communicating those without compromising the relationship. I'm going to put those links in the show notes. So if anybody is interested in the link, is this a free workshop that you do? Is this a paid workshop that you do through property? 
It is a paid workshop. I do have okay. a free workshop that is available as well, but that okay. one is a paid workshop because okay. it's got so a I'll put lot all the links to all that stuff. So if you have any free workshops that are available, your paid workshop, and of course your membership, but I mean, I'm getting ahead of myself right now, but I'm excited because I, I know that this is so valuable for teachers, um, but I will put all of the links for your stuff in the show notes. But I do have another important question because I feel like there's, there probably are teachers that are feeling a lot of pressure or stress, right? So if there's one essential thing that you could tell teachers who are feeling lots of pressure or stress, or like they're at that point of no return, what do you think that one essential thing would be that you could tell them that would help? I have if you could. so many tips. <laughs> I, know for, you, for I, know you I know you do. <laughs> <laughs> there was one thing that you could tell them that might help them. What could that, most what do you think all, that one thing would be? Most of all, I think it's really important to find a community of teachers that are supportive and positive. And when I talk mm, about yeah. positivity, there's like this misconception that it's toxic positivity. And I think so many people don't really understand what makes positivity toxic in the first place, because toxic positivity is where you may dismiss or brush off your feelings that aren't positive, or they feel guilty or shameful for experiencing negative emotions. But we have a wide range of emotions. And in order to facilitate growth in our lives and all of that, it's important to recognize that emotions are just emotions. They are not morally right or wrong. And while they may feel positive and negative, neither is really superior. You know, it's so easy to find a group of supporters that can commiserate, right, with you. Yeah. But that doesn't necessarily solve a problem, which is the excessive burnout that educators have in the field. So when I say positive supporters, I mean, those types of teachers that can really support that negative emotion by making a change, by helping you develop those solutions. Yeah, I definitely agree with that. I think that it's important to have that positive group of humans who can help you along the way and can lift you up because having people that are there who can support you and your cheerleaders can really get you out of a funk and really help you get out Absolutely. of whatever you're feeling when you're, when you're down and when you're low. So I totally Absolutely. agree with that. All right. So where can we find you? I know I spoke a little bit about your Instagram, but let us know where we can find you. I'll put all the links in the show notes, talk about your membership a little bit, but let us know and let everybody know all of your details. Absolutely. I love connecting with mm -hmm. educators. I post mostly on Instagram at teaching mind, body, and soul and on TikTok at Miss Princess Teach, but I'm actually launching a podcast called the Resilient Teacher Podcast in what? June, oh, which is so going exciting. to be, yeah. So it's going to be this go-to place for more support strategies and really that validation and pick me up for educators to listen on the go. But that podcast will be available on all major podcast platforms and teachers can go ahead and subscribe and hit that notification bell or whatever to mm -hmm. be alerted when that first episode goes live. But that's on the link in my website. You asked about my membership, which I am super proud of. It's called the Individualized Educare Program. And the program is a membership with a course embedded inside of it. It's my signature evidence-based that's really important, step-by-step -step method for creating a sustainable individualized self-care plan to beat burnout, squash stress, and build that educator resilience. And unlike other programs that give those teachers a menu of items to choose from, like we talked about, without giving them the how, the when, the where, in this program, I really teach how to integrate the unique preferences, personality, and lifestyle into actionable steps towards reigniting passion and 
overall satisfaction. And we talk about how to implement a, you know, an individualized self-care routine, make it sustainable and how to be consistent to see results. But just teaching that information wasn't enough. And that's why I really added that community aspect Mm -hmm. to get that support, the feedback, as well as access to a self-care support library with new well-being practices every quarter and so much more. It's just like this one-stop shop to evidence-based teacher mental health and resilience. So I'm, I'm super proud. Yeah, that is amazing. And I'm so happy that you came on the podcast. And if you didn't know, Brittany's also a thriving teacher. And I'm so glad that she's in my program as well, because she has been a great supporter through our thriving teacher Academy as well. So it's amazing having her in there because she's one of our supportive humans in our community as well. So thank you for being a part of that community. Thank you for helping and empowering so many teachers out there because you are incredible. And I wish that I could come through the screen and give you a big great big hug. (laughs) Um, But yes, definitely go connect with Brittany. You will not regret connecting with her. I promise you. And again, I will leave all of the information in the show notes. Thank you for being here. And thank uh, you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. It's awesome to connect with you on here and, you know, and on Instagram and through Thriving Teacher Academy, because it's really been such a growing opportunity for me. I'm really glad to hear that. And I can't wait to continue to grow with you because I know that you're going to do such amazing things in the future. And I am so excited to see all the things that you do. So (laughs) keep helping out everybody and keep doing what you're doing because you're going to go so far. I know it. Let me know your thoughts about today's episode by leaving a comment. If you're here on Apple podcasts, you can actually leave a comment as a review. I'd love to hear from you. Also, I would absolutely love if you would take a second to share about this podcast on your social media. It would mean the world to me if you took some time to spread the word about this podcast, if you found any value in it. I can't wait to chat with you next time as we continue to grow our businesses together. If you loved this episode, be sure to subscribe so you can catch all new episodes, leave a review if something resonated, or just send me a DM. Thank you for letting me into your business and your life today. You're going to love growing together as you create a profitable and sustainable income, selling your teaching resources or services. I'm so honored to make your life a little bit easier with the best advice, training, and mindset shifts to grow your business, and most importantly, save you time and sanity. And I'll see you in the next one.